Welcome to Pathways to Success, a podcast produced by the Social Development Commission. It's conversation to influence Milwaukee County stakeholders and improve the quality of life for people experiencing poverty. In this special segment, we're giving the mic to Milwaukee County youth. You may not know this, but the Social Development Commission has a youth advisory board. The board gives young leaders in our community an opportunity to advocate for issues that impact poverty and Milwaukee County youth. Join us as we drop in on a conversation that will help all of us better understand what it's like to be a young person growing up in Milwaukee County today. Let's take a listen and really listen to what they have to say. So hey guys, I'm your host today. My name is Carlos. I go to Pulaski. I'm 17 and I'm a senior. And my other co-hosts are about to introduce themselves. I'm Ariana. I'm 16. I go to Goldemeyer. Hi, my name is Lily. I am 15 and I go to Goldemeyer High School. Hi, my name is Lauren Brooks. I'm 16 and I go to Nicolay High School. So today we're just going to talk about being young, I guess. So uh, did your parents tell you about their childhood stories, guys? Um, definitely, a, that was a big part of growing up and definitely defined how I was as a person. And my father, he was the one who shared the most stories with us. And he, it like his stories def, like shaped how mm-hmm. we were in a way. Yeah, he definitely talked a lot about uh, like his childhood because he, he's from Mexico. Like he would talk about like random stories and all of that. And it would like be important and it would usually relate to something that we were going through yeah. that day. Uh, so guys, in case you didn't know, Lilian and Ariana are sisters. Yeah, we're talking so, about the same person. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about the exact same person. What about you, Laura? I feel like, yes, like my parents have definitely told me and my sister stories. And like half of the time, they're really funny. Me personally, my dad really never told me about anything, nor my mom. I guess it's different for me because I do have Hispanic parents, both of them are, and I don't know, like, for them, like, they really don't speak about their childhood. They don't? And No. It was weird. Like, they spoke about their struggles and, like, how they grew up, but it was never, like, here's a fun story. It was like, oh, look, I had to cross the border at 16. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Definitely for us, the stories were not fun stories. Um, Yeah. Very depressing. Some of them for sure were. It was more of like to humble us, I guess. That's how it was, always was. Whereas like, it was a way for us to check our own privilege and realize that we are in a position that they weren't be, like weren't in when they were our age as teenagers. I mean, I I personally feel like that's good, but at a sense it's bad because like, if you don't get to know any of the good, happy, genuine stories of your parents, I feel like I personally don't, didn't really know my parents that well. You know what I mean? When well, I when, when my, my, my dad and my mom, when they were my age, like, they didn't really have much joy in their life, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I mean, that that is true. Yeah, Quite there sad. wasn't much to talk about. But, like, now they do talk about, like, all the fun stuff they get to do with us and, like, that yeah. type of stuff. Like, they're, we're making the good stories. Yeah, everything's happy now, like, for sure. It's because they worked really hard to get us into the business that we're currently in. So, like, it's... They're really proud of that, and we're proud of them for that and that type of stuff. It's They're definitely achieving greatness right now. Yeah. 
that's what what I feel about my parents too. Like like she said, a lot of the stories are to you know check you in of like you know the privilege you have. And I guess like here in America, we wouldn't be considered the right. most privileged people, but mm-hmm. we do have more opportunity than the places our parents came from. Sure? Like a village in the middle of nowhere in Mexico does <laughs> right. not compare to being able to come to high school. I mean, do you guys think it was easier to be a teenager here or back then? Like, of course it's. It's easier for us, where, but I think definitely there's different struggles in different ways. Like, yeah, exactly. I think a way, to, like, just to say, like, oh, it's easier for this person. Oh, it's harder for this person. It's like it's not that simple right. for sure. Because we for sure have a lot of easier things. Like, we get the internet and all that. So, like, any right. any question you would ever have is at the snap of your fingers, yeah. like quite literally. And I feel like we also have a lot more resources too. Exactly. But, like, also our parents, if they went to college, they were almost guaranteed a job. Whereas yeah. for us nowadays, it's not even close to doing that it's really a different scenario when you become an adult so being a teenager is a little bit stressful yeah it's also like easier in terms of gaining knowledge and I feel like as a teenager you have a lot more responsibilities too because you have to make sure oh like you're kind of somewhat perfect to me and then you also have to like think about college and like life after high school early on like at like 15 exactly I, I mean, me personally, I think it's more difficult to be a teenager back then. For sure. Because it's like, you know, me right now, I know from personal experience that right now I'm living. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't got to worry about food or like putting clothes on my back. But back then it was just surviving for my dad, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like having to wear the same clothes, having to work every day to get food. And it's like having to get enough money to go to school every day. Right. So I feel mm-hmm. like today it's much easier. And also back then, like, Talking about mental health and, you know, being part of the LGBT community wasn't accepted. You know, he told me about a kid there that had autism around his neighborhood and they wouldn't acknowledge that he had it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. when he would have meltdowns or struggle with things like that, he said that his parents would just beat him. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like today we are luckier to be teenagers because we do get a lot of more, um, you know, acceptance and don't have to struggle. But there is teenagers that do have to struggle and do deal with a lot of mental trauma. I think that's a good thing to bring up, like how like the social environment has changed where um, we've developed a lot since then. I I would like to think that and Mm -hmm. people are more accepting. And that was like a thing for our parents where it was just normal to not be accepting. And that was just like, if you were, if you were a certain thing, then that wasn't acceptable. And like, it's very different nowadays. I think, and also, like, I feel like nowadays, like, it's okay to have a bad day. Like, beforehand, yeah. you would have to, like, push through it. Now, it's like, you know, it's okay if you feel down. Uh, right? It's, I mean, like, with all of that, I, I still think it's tough, though, because at times I still don't feel like my parents understand me, even though they went through all of that, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. they did have a really bad childhood compared to me, but they still don't really understand things you know what I mean because for them they just had to push through things like you know what I mean like I told you they were living and they were surviving and I feel like that stops my parents personally from understanding a lot of things obviously now they've grown as people and they've come to understand me because now I'm 17 I'm able to communicate how I feel and they're able to accept that but back then when I was like 15 14 they weren't as understanding and I guess it was a little bit of my fault but also theirs yeah. yeah, I think, like, we're one generation away from, like, really good parents. Because I feel like with, like, if you're, if you're like, our age and you have, like, immigrant mm-hmm. parents or, 
people who are like from that kind of background then they don't really understand like emotional struggles or like modern struggles where it's like oh I'm really struggling with like school right now and it's like you're lucky you even get to go to school Mm -hmm. where it's like it's not that simple where your problems were not the same as mine so you don't quite understand it right and then you're gonna have those millennial parents who have like iPad kids iPad kids yeah but it like it's it's as every generation goes it goes into like a certain direction I think that the next generation or even this generation is gonna have a like pretty good grasp on how to relate to people in a way that's like not harmful I don't think so you don't think so really no why because like I feel like throughout generations there's always those people that want to stick to those conservative values or those liberal values I'm sure but But it's it's a generalization I still yeah. know a lot of people that do that. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people who don't do that. That's but that's that's because you surround yourself. You choose to surround yourself around those people. If I you're mean, in that type of environment, you're going to see those type of people. Yeah. If you're not, you're not. But, like, if you look outside, you're going to see a lot more, like, um, like even in movie trailers, you can notice the real difference between becoming less to more accept. Yeah. Like, I think it's just a more general thing that's happening. It's I not necessarily every single person that you'll meet, but it's definitely becoming more of a common thing to see people being accepting and, like, open-minded to learning new things, like, mm-hmm. especially with, like, the age of, like, TikTok and, like, Instagram, Instagram and all of those social media, like, where people are constantly talking about everything all the time. Like, everything is becoming more of a general thing to talk about, like, mental health, to talk about fe- uh, feeling sad on a certain day or having mental health issues, or et cetera. Like, it's becoming a lot more common because everyone's talking all the time. Yeah. That's at least what I have noticed, but, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody notices the same stuff. No, I, I agree with you. Like, I do notice it, but, like I told you, I feel like there's still a lot of people that... Yeah, yeah. there for sure still are a lot. I, I, yeah. I, I agree with Carlos because, like, there are definitely kids in our school who are like that, like... There's just recently a kid who uh, posted something like saying the Confederate flag wasn't racist. And like yeah. that's disheartening to hear where it's like, oh, I forgot like people like that still exists where right. like they think like that. And like, how are you my age? And but, like, and it's hard like to that. go to school the thing with, with that, like that. That's true. But the thing with that, I think a lot more people are recognizing that that kid is in the wrong. That's what I think is yeah. a, like a good thing to hope for, you know, that people keep noticing that that is wrong. Well, at my school, it's kind of the opposite. Like, yeah, because, like, people nowadays, if you say something online, like, they don't get in trouble, like, you know, they don't get, like, a good punishment. Like, it's just like, oh, he said that, you know. Freedom of speech, man. Exactly. Yeah. You can't do anything about that. I mean, me personally, like, I know a lot of kids that are still like that. Like, you know what I mean? You could say they were a little homophobic or a little racist or maybe prejudiced. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because the places they grew up in, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like in no aspect right. should it be acceptable, but it is the type of culture slash religion they grew right. up in. Right. And they haven't had anybody to teach him, oh, this is clearly right. wrong. And yeah. that's where you got to hope that either like college or their friends or like getting yeah. a job in the future, or whoever they meet in the future is going to teach or them ju- or like right. say like, no, you can't say that. And here's why. And like stuff like or that. just learning something online or like exactly. an influencer exactly. be like oh follow them exactly i mean not talking about school <laughs> um what do you guys do you guys think like school measures your success do you think it grants you success do you think it's something you need to do yes and no i think i grew up in an environment where it's like yeah. we view education as like such a crucial and like necessary part for success 
But I don't think necessarily school measures one's own success as a person. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I think that success is, like, not success, uh, that education is a really great tool to, like, help you figure out what you want to do to get your own version of success. I think that's, like, mm-hmm. a great tool to have. Like, I think that getting your general education of, like, K-12 is a great idea, but college is more of, like, a thing that you can do if you want to based on who you are. I think that a lot of people would do better, like, uh, training in trades, like becoming a carpenter or whatever, where other people would succeed more academically in terms of, like, getting their degree and doing something else. It just really depends on who people are nowadays, whereas, Mm -hmm. like, in the past, it was, like, you have to go to college to ensure yourself get a job. I, I think it's more about now having to go to college, like back then, because I knew a guy recently, like, you know, my parent, my mom cleans houses, so I met this guy, and he was telling me how he was a letter runner for a stock, a stock breaking company, a stock broker, I'm not sure, sorry, mm-hmm. and he says that he climbed his way up, he never went to college to get a degree, he just climbed himself up, I think that in today's age, we really do need a degree to be someone or be taken right. into consideration. Like you need like a master's degree to like yeah. work at Hooters or something. Yeah. That's that can be true, but it like if you if if you want to be a plumber, you know, that's a different thing though. You don't right. have to like go to college for that. You you learn that as a trade. And yeah. they make mad money, you know, like they make a lot of money and they're still pretty successful. Like it's it really depends on what you do and like how yeah. you do it. Honestly. But I was that's just talking about the general yeah. working market as in you know, corporations, working in a corporation, you need a degree. They won't really take you. You can't work your way up. Mm-hmm. You can't be like, oh, I got experience here and there. They'll be like, where's that degree, boy? You know? And I think that relatively to be successful in a corporation, like in a work environment, that type of work environment, yes, you do need to go to college. But it, like she said, it very much defines what do you think success is. Do you think, mm-hmm. a, you know? I think like school focuses so much on like the traditional way of educating and it's, like, some of the dumbest people I know are the best people I know. And, like, in terms of, like, how school measures it, where it's, like, their their character is not defined by how, like, their A's or their B's mm-hmm. or things like that. Yeah. I have a major problem with how school is, like, structured today because with mm-hmm. the internet, you have all of the information you could ever want literally in your hand at all times. And teachers are kind of reteaching you this information that you could literally Google in any second. And I feel like that now they should be trying to teach you how to use that information or like how to academy. Like, (laughs) I guess, but it's more of like, here's, you know how to do this. Now, where are you going to do this in your real world? Like, you know how to Google or use a calculator on your phone. You're like always going to have that with you. So how are you going to use that in the real world? Yeah, that's the problem with school. Mm -hmm. School isn't generally to teach you about life. The way you learn about life is really like, oh, my God, I need to take out a loan for a house. You're like, hey, Siri, you know, like (laughs) that's what you would do. But like and that's not to say that, you know, like it's not to say that we don't need school, but it's like school needs to kind of teach you how to learn rather than teaching you what you should know. It's like, how do you how do you like retain this information so you don't have to keep Googling? I think it should teach you valuable things like, you know, you still need to learn English and math. But it should also teach you how to, you know, go and do things you need to live, like pay rent, how to pay your water check. bill. Right. I mean, we do learn that in school. I don't know. Yeah. You've been, I, you've yeah. been missing out, man. <laughs> I think a lot of the stuff like we learn in school is just like it goes in one year and goes out the other. Because it's yeah. like yeah. once we're done with the student, I it does it's irrelevant to my life. Yeah. That happens once I've, I've finished the test, it's out of my head. 
Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think that some it's people? An no, why do you think some people drop out high I, school? I think because it's a high school isn't easy. There's so much to keep track of. You have so many classes, yeah. so many tests, so right. many things. Like the jump from middle school to high school, I think is pretty major, especially if you're not like prepared. Yeah, if you're not academically prepared, if you're not prepared emo- emotionally for that, like going from being told that like here's your homework, here's when it's due, hey, are you done with this yet? Like, to high school where, like, teachers will let you not turn it in and not say anything about it. Or, like, right. teachers will let you submit a project without, and, like, they'll look at it and say, turn it in, and they won't tell you how you're doing so far. Like, that type of stuff mm-hmm. where, like, you have to always be on top of everything that you're doing and really, like, pay attention to what you're saying in that moment or, like, having to know how to ask the right questions because, like, Teachers won't continue helping you unless you're asking them the right questions because they're because right. you're like, how do I do this? They're, they're like, what do you mean? We're, I'm teaching this whole unit. What part mm-hmm. of this don't you understand? You know, and don't be afraid to ask questions because oh, I yeah. feel like right. I definitely struggled with that freshman year and that honestly like messed up oh, my yeah. freshman year. I was so nervous to ask any teacher yes. for help, but like I had to at a certain point. I was like, I cannot live without asking these questions i gotta do it. yes i don't know i guess i was like scared of failure even though failure is like a part of the process right and like failure is growth exactly yeah. and a lot of people don't realize that yeah, yeah. And a lot that's of people definitely like, really hinge themselves on their grades yeah and that's right. like definitely a big difference from middle school to high school where it's like middle school i feel like teachers were a lot more involved with your learning sure. and they definitely like not to say it like this but like they babied you like they, they were did. like they really cared that you were learning something but with right. high school it's like you, it's your own prerogative which if is you're learning yeah. which is extremely ironic considering you need high school yeah <laughs> like, i learned absolutely nothing necessary the thing is that the thing about high school and college is like you're really just about to transition to college you know what i mean mm-hmm. high school it's just kind of they're just kind of giving you that responsibility yeah. you need because realistically they kind of need to push you going to college no one is gonna be like hey buddy you learning are you done with your assignment because <laughs> if like you don't you take the class, class again maybe thousand dollars right and yeah. you don't, i don't think you even have to like do homework or turn it in i mean you have to do it but you don't have to do it you know yeah. like they're not gonna like, like push you to yeah, do it yeah <laughs> as long as you like you know pass a test you're pretty much fine i wouldn't know i'm not in college <laughs> i mean i've asked like most of my like college friends you have college friends yeah that's cool but like <laughs> i don't know i think with school it's just an interesting like it's interesting to see how people change over school like i've noticed a lot more people really like stress out about their grades when it's like mm-hmm. one homework assignment like you should do it so you learn the information but people like are like if i don't get this right i'm going to panic and it's like the other night <laughs> right like it's it's normal because it's seen, like every assignment that you get in high school it's seen as like a huge deal yeah. sometimes it's like i need to do this otherwise i'm going to fail high school I mean, and it's like that's not true and I've i already- personally never cared really but that's yeah. just me i guess for me it's just like you know Life is going to happen. It is what it is. You know, if I pass, I pass. If I fail, I fail. Mm-hmm. I learn, I learn. If I don't learn, I don't learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess it's like, that's just always been my attitude towards everything. But that's not to say that, you know, I don't have the highest GPA in this room. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I've definitely not been as stressed as other people in school. I've definitely had more fun, been happy throughout school. But, you know, that's just right. me personally. And I think it depends how seriously do you take it and what you want to do in the future. I was quite... Oops, sorry. Oh, no, you go. I was quite literally talking about this with my parents of, like, I... You know how, like, you have class rankings in high school? Like, yes. it's, like, you're this number out of mm-hmm. this number. Like, I'm, I'm like, in the top 10-ish percent of my class, 
and I know the kids who are top, like, who are, like, the first kids and, like, they're all tied or whatever nice. for the top ranking. Yeah, I know them, but, like, they're all stressed all the time. Or they're, like, have so much knowledge that's, like, mm-hmm. they don't know how to change their settings in their phone. They just know academics, that type of thing. Yep. Like, they... I was talking to my parents, I was like, I don't want to be those kids because they, like, one of them, they go to bed at, like, 11.30 every night because they're working on their homework. They're coming back from, like, sports. Like, they're all doing everything that, like, is possible to do in school. And, like, they are stressed all the time. I see these kids who are, like, constantly working on the same essay that they've been working on for, like, the past three days straight. It's just, like, they look stressed. And, like, I'm happy that I have good grades, but, like, I don't want to be in that position of being, like constantly stressed about school yeah Yeah. what i found out a lot about those people is that they don't mess up in high school they have great grades in high school Mm -hmm. which they usually start messing up in college which is like a big problem you're paying for that messing up yeah and that's what i realized what i'm thankful for you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i might not have the highest gpa blah 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 but i did mess up meaning that when i go to college like i know that i shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that you know i guess it's for me because i failed a lot I learned a lot, and that's one of the things I'm grateful for in high school, mm-hmm. that I learned how to handle fail- failure, and I learned how to move right. on past it, and how to grow off it. But, like, after high school, for you guys, what do you think you're going to do? What's next? College, for sure. But, like, yeah. what, what, what are you going to study? Um, what do you want to do? What I'm, field? I'm interested in, like, creative writing and marketing. Hopefully Howard University, too. Howard. That's nice. That's a nice school. Yeah. Like Harry Potter? No. 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 It's That's in Hogwarts. 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 That's Hogwarts. Hogwarts. It's Hogwarts. not Howard. Guys, sorry. I was trying to be Howard <laughs> University. It reminds me of Hogwarts University. Okay. <laughs> I right. mean, how about you guys? Just uh, one of you go. I'm I'm planning on going into computer science. I literally have a programming book <laughs> in my backpack in my car right now. And I I find computers in, like, designing things mm-hmm. with computers really interesting i have so like i want to be a video game developer kind of i don't know if that's exactly what i do but i definitely want to be like a programmer type thing i want to work with computers in that sense um definitely for me i hate stem so i would never do that <laughs> yes um, literally like stem so classes boring. like it's so boring like <laughs> but people are like women in stem, stem women class stem. is so much like, different than but like stem like. is so important though in life yeah you realize it is, it. It is. don't it, you- don't you want to be a nurse? Okay, nurse is technically STEM, but <laughs> not like computer STEM. I don't like computers. Yeah. Just say you Anyways. don't like computers then. So, um, I do want to be a nurse, as already mentioned. Um, yep. My plan is to probably do two years in a community college or tr- and then transfer to a university. That's my exact point. Or just like see what scholarship opportunities the I can get. Boy. Yep. Yeah. I'm doing that too. We balling on a budget. <laughs> um, I'm going to get my BSN yep. and probably be going to become a school nurse or a mental health nurse that's my plan i mean for me i'm trying to go to college and get two majors or something you know what i mean one in computer science and one in accounting hey double majors yeah you gonna join me in the computer lab you gonna join me in the computer lab probably gonna be in my room till like 12 p.m studying are are you actually interested in computers yeah you into programming let me help you build a pc no, I'm good. That's too expensive. I'm too broke. It's really expensive. Yeah, you need like a thousand five hundred dollars to build a what? decent one. My PC is eight hundred, and I built that. And That's you know, good, actually. it actually is pretty good. I mean, I don't know. I personally don't don't know. Do you guys plan on staying in Milwaukee? Why or why not? Definitely not. Oh. I'm sorry. Definitely not. <laughs> why not? Because like the whole time that I've been mm-hmm. here, I've had like 
I don't even know how to explain it. I feel like I don't really see a lot of people like me. Like, I, what, but, okay, what I mean by that. Who are you? I have no idea. Then what do you mean you don't see people like you? Like, I mean well-educated people. I mean, I see them, but not a lot of what? them. That sounded tough. You should not have said that. Yeah, I think okay. You're sitting in a room of well-educated people. Sounds pretentious right now. Let's go back. Hold up. Let's roll it back. You remember when I brought up that point? If you hang around very conservative people, you'll find conservative yeah, what's, people. What's what do you go to? If you go around, yeah, there you go. Just interrupt my point. Just interrupt my point. If you hang out around open-minded people, you will find open-minded people. So you're probably not hanging out with. <laughs> Highly intelligent people. I, I think so, you have a very different view of what the yeah. city is because we go to Goldemeyer and Pulaski and you go to Nicolay. So it's very different environments yeah. we're in right. where we actually are involved in like we, we live right in there in the city and we like Come on, I live in the South Side. Right. You, I live in Glendale. You're not even part you of live Milwaukee. In Glendale? Glendale, yeah. Glendale. You don't you don't know Milwaukee. How about you guys? Do you guys plan on staying in Milwaukee? Um I think, like, a part of me is, like, I've been here since I was yeah. three. I like this city. Like, I can imagine myself, like, living in an apartment in the city and, like, living like that. But, like, also another part of me is, like, I haven't seen enough to know where I want to be. Where it's, like, I haven't been that many places mm-hmm. and I don't know where I'm going to end up by the time I'm an adult. I'm kind of in the same, like, mind space like that. Like, I don't know if I've seen enough of the world to know where I want to be. But I do like Milwaukee. I think a lot of people don't give Milwaukee enough credit. Like, yeah, we aren't fantastic like we don't we are one of the most segregated cities in the world and like it's america yeah like or america sorry and uh like it's not necessarily fantastic but i really like this city just because like uh like the architecture of it all i don't know if that's like the right words but if you yeah if you go in any direction you'll see almost every single culture like and and if you go in any direction you can see like different like almost slices of other cities Like, in some areas, it kind of looks like San Francisco, like, based on, like, the huge hills of, like, road and all of that. And, like, in some areas, it kind of looks like New York when you're in the middle of the city and you look up and, like, all the buildings are towering over you. Like, like Milwaukee is a really cool blend of people and, yes. like, like architecture and, like, old stuff mixing, mixing with new stuff. And, like, I really like this city. I'm, I have no problem staying here except for, like... The terror, like the snowfall every year, but oh, yeah. yeah, but otherwise I like it. Here. I think people just like they're so easy. Like it's so easy to say negative things right. about the uh, places, and it's like people are like, "Oh, I hate Milwaukee. I want to get out of here." And it's like, well, you, are you saying that because you genuinely like understand and like you know, or it, or are you saying that just because it's like a quirky thing to say and it's like a different right. thing to say? I think Milwaukee is gonna change a lot in the next ten years as we grow up. Like, yeah. I don't think that we're necessarily going to, like, change, like, change the structure of our I, city. But I think that we might change, like, how the how the world sees our city, considering yeah. how, yeah. Oh, how I mean, much our city is changing, like, from the people changing. I want to... I also... I, oh. What I like about the city is, like she said, there's a lot of cultures. You go around, you see Germans, Italians, Polish right. people, Russians. Anywhere you go, there's just this widespread of, you know, culture. You see Hispanics, you know, Dominicans... Right. Cubans, Puerto Ricans, mm-hmm. Mexicans, yeah. everyone. You see everyone here. You know, it's a spread of everyone. And that's what I like about Milwaukee. I mean, I personally plan on staying, but I do want to go travel. You know what I mean? Right. Like probably mm-hmm. build a house in the middle of nowhere in Mexico and just stay there for a couple of months because the city does get tiring. Like, you know, living here, you were just on a constant go mode. Like, do this, do that, do that. 
and I don't like living that fast-paced life everywhere. So, like, in the summer, I go to Mexico for, like, a month, two months, <laughs> you know, just chill out. What I like about Milwaukee is that, like, I think we're not big enough where we're oversaturated with talent, which means that there's a lot of things where we can grow. Like, does that make sense? Like, there's yeah. a lot of things you can do. There's more opportunity to stand out. Let's just say you go to Chicago or oh, so yeah, LA like or New York. So it's like a big fish in a small tank thing? Yeah. You can become someone bigger here mm-hmm. and then proceed to move to yeah. bigger cities. Like I think Milwaukee is definitely in that sweet spot where you can like become an important person. Yeah. Like, like this brand. What were they called, Lauren? Unfinished Legacy. Yeah, they blew up here in Milwaukee and, and they then, just uh, moved out to LA. LA. Yeah, like I told, like there's a lot of room to grow here. There's a lot of people that seek opportunity. Isn't Oprah also from here? She, I feel like no, she's from Milwaukee, isn't she? No, or she used to live here. Or something. Yeah, she went to Nicolay for like a year. No way, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I just think it's a place where you can grow here, so it's pretty good. You know, there's a lot of space to become better and better the city, which is why I would like to say. When I was younger, I said I wanted to leave because it was a horrible place, but horrible places that need better people, which is the reason I want to stay. And I don't want to, you know, straight up abandon those that I mean, I need feel like leadership. With, yeah, I feel like Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Glendale, I feel like it will forever be my home. But I just feel like I just need to get away for like a few years, you know, just build on myself, explore the world, explore other Places. Yeah, I, I feel that where it's like, I definitely don't think I'm going to be like, like in, like I'm going to live here forever and ever, but I definitely do like want to go live somewhere else or go live here or there. And I know that's like unrealistic to say, but that's how I want to go about it. Yeah, no, I was thinking of doing that for a while too. You know what I mean? Travel from a country and stay there for like five months to the next country. With next what country. money though? That right? would be cool. It's I to save up money. I feel like there could be like funds for that. Yeah, I'm sure there is, but I think you have to find the right job to do that. Like, yeah. some people will, like, get the most boring office job, but they'll do it for, like, 10 years, and then they'll retire, and then they'll spend the rest of their life just doing random stuff. Yeah, like, you need to find the career yeah. that works for you. Right. Yep. Because that's what, I think people focus too much on, like, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. Like, think about, like, what is the pay? Like, what, how does this work out in the long term? Like, what do you what do you want outside of, like, your job? And mm-hmm. I think you can follow your passion and think about that, but I think it's, mm-hmm. like, coming up with the correct compromise of what works best for you. Yep. Like, right. if, if you're really passionate about that and you will not be happy in anything else, then, like, by all means, if that's, like, the lifestyle that you want, do it. Mm-hmm. But don't start complaining about how you don't have enough money to, like, travel the world. Like, at that point, like, you've picked that path. You're going to stick to that path. Like, at a certain point, you've come to this crossroads or where you can do both, but you have to really figure out what kind of compromise you're going to do. I mean, I agree with you. (laughs) I feel like the thing about working office jobs, like, I was looking into going into the medical field, but I found that a lot of people say it tolls on their mental health. It makes them depressed. And, like, I wanted to work that because they get paid well. And I was like, let me work that for five, ten years. And I can save up enough money and go wherever I want. But then I realized that you got to study, like, 12 years to become a surgeon and make good money and only have to work a couple years. So I preferred, you know, I was like, I don't want to do an office job all the time. You know, start my own business in finance and just have a firm and come in whenever I want, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't want to deal with my mental health and that's when that compromise comes yep. in again you got to really decide on with you if you want to work for like 10 years but really like like 
have to deal with the hard stuff of like mm-hmm. either like like being a plumber, which make a lot of money, or like being a surgeon or whatever, and doing that for that set of years. Or if you want to do something that you really really enjoy, but doing it for like longer, like thirty years or something like that. I mean, you know, I was talking about mental health. Like, how do you guys think then that our environment affects our mental health? You know, because like work, you can go do your job and it's a very stressful job and it affects your mental health. Or you can go to school and people might bully you there or it might be a very stress-inducing environment because of homework or teachers or you can go home and your parents fight or something or you disagree with them. So it might, you know, cause you stress. How do you think our environments affect our mental health for teenagers? Um, I definitely think like school like that's like one of the big players in many people's mental health including mine where it really does change things where i think um virtual like that was so hard for me and it was so draining and i remember like there was a period of time where i was just so out of it and i remember like like i got into this thing with my mom and i remember i was going up the stairs and like she grabbed my arm and i like realized like what am i doing like i felt so mentally like out of it and like now that I'm in school, like, I still struggle, but it's so much better. And I feel like, you know, being in an environment where you feel it works for you or you have these interactions that really change things for you, it's 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 a good thing. And I think that the shift from, like, going to school every day and having that structure to, yeah. like, not yeah, having structure. that at all or not yeah. seeing people every day or, like, really talking to your teachers, that mm-hmm. really changed the game for a lot of people. Like, I know people that could not do online school just because they didn't know how to, like, gauge time anymore. Like, because when you're in, like, virtual school, they'll assign you something, you get it done, and then you're done for the day. Yeah. Like, and, but you are always in your house. You're just, like, every day merges together. Like, all of virtual school just merged into one day for me at some point. It just never clicked that it was school. Yeah, I hated virtual school. Right. Like, I was so depressed. Like, I literally... One minute before class start, I woke up. Like, I mm-hmm. used to never wake up that right. late. Like, I would always get up, you know, like an hour, right. two hours before school, you know, get my mind mentally prepared. Yeah. Did not happen. At the beginning of virtual yeah. school, I woke up early, and then over yeah. time, I just stopped doing it. <laughs> and, yeah. like... And then I feel like as soon as I got back, you know, I went, started going back to school, like, my social skills were, like, horrible. Yeah. And, like... I feel like with virtual school, like, as though it was necessary, like, I definitely preferred going to virtual school than, like, risking COVID and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. I still, I wouldn't want to do it. Like, if someone was like, you should, you can either do virtual or real life. I prefer real life school, like, right. any day, as long as that's, like, safe for the people around me, for virtual sure. Virtual is great for me. Yeah. Was it? Really? Yeah. Did it work for you? Had a great time. How did that work for Stayed you? Stayed home. Do you, do you consider yourself, work. like, not that very social? No, I'm a social person, but I can do both. I dabble in both, you know. <laughs> but, like, why did virtual school work better for you? Because, like I told you, it's like, I feel like I was taking my, my, I was doing what I wanted, you know what I mean? Like, it was whatever I did fell on me, and what I didn't do fell on me, you know what I mean? Like, felt like you had I more freedom? It. Yeah, I guess, more responsibility, yeah. too. But, that's did, like. but did you feel like you really learned that school year? Because I feel like I didn't learn. I know I didn't learn that school year. Y'all just didn't pay attention. No, it's no, I know. Yeah, I you definitely so? paid attention. It's just that, like, it For didn't me, it's stay. Hard to retain information, like exactly mm-hmm. behind like, the screen. Exactly, yeah. I have to have hands-on learning. You're right, and I didn't have that. Not for me. 
That's I'm glad it you. worked for you, though. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad your learning style yep. is different than ours. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad that we are working out for me, for you. it was, like, virtual school. It was, like, I would wake up. I'd roll out of bed. I'd go to the desk. Right. i sit there for, like, eight hours. i roll back into bed. And it was, like, such they like a tedious thing. And it was just so, right. like... Yeah. For for our school, they changed it from like doing four hours a day, but you're switching off which classes you're doing. Like you're doing your first four and then your last four every other day, mm-hmm. to like doing the full eight hours every single day. That's it was such ha- a terrible yeah. change. But I did. I just went back to school then because right. I realized that like eight hours is a long time. Mm-hmm. But, like half days is not that long, so I'd stay home. Mm-hmm. But, right. To do it for a whole day, I was just like, yeah, that's too much. So I went to school. But personally, like I would go do my schoolwork in my living room, do that right. there. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I didn't feel like doing it, just close the, close the laptop. Yeah. That was the living room's problem. Mm-hmm. It's not my room's problem, so I just go to my room. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like yeah. now that it's that not, it's not <laughs> that. Now talking, you know, aside from us, how do you think that environment affects mental health? Apart from school, apart from us, you know what I mean. Right. For I other think, people, I think that it really depends on what's going on in your situation. I feel like. If it hurts you, it hurts you, that type of thing. Like, if you feel like you can't thrive in this situation, you either have to change that situation or find the way to make it work best for you at that moment. And I think it really depends on, like, who you are as a person and, like, how malleable or how, like, changeable your situation actually is. Right. And, like, I think for mental health related to that, it's, like, some people, like, they have, like, behavioral disorders or, like, are they neurodivergent and, like, they can't focus in that environment or in that system, you know? And I I definitely know a lot of kids where it's, like, if you don't expect them to, like, be in a physical place, they will not show up to a virtual class. And they were getting to the point where, like, they just would never, ever show up. Or, like, if it's, like, a Zoom class, like, they're not going to be there. But if, like, they have to wake up in the morning and, like, go to a, like, a building or something, it would be fine. I mean, I think, you know, your environment really does affect your mental health. Mm-hmm. It all, if it affects who you become, it affects your mental health. That's just pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, I've mm-hmm. known people that have come out of a tough situation. It's not good for them mm-hmm. because, you know, they don't, they don't have that support or they don't have people to... Mm-hmm. you know, talk with or their environment is just not good. It might be at home or it might be at school. Usually it's home that it's not a great environment. So it just goes by badly, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, like, and also, like, there have been consequences related to the poor mental health from schooling. Um, you know, like, I, I've heard a lot about, like, suicides, like, going on at other schools where, fortunately, that didn't happen at our school. But, you know, things have happened as a res- like almost like as a like a consequence or a result of like this different very different environment mm-hmm. where people feel isolated and we are quite literally isolated and we're apart from others and things just change so much i mean yeah iso- isolation definitely uh, leaves you with your own thoughts you mm-hmm. know what i mean like half okay so first of all like half of the the virtual school was good for me and the other half wasn't good like I was great for bits and pieces, and for bits and pieces, I wasn't mm-hmm. great, so I retract my statement about it being good. Right. Like, you know, personally, like, I know that it left me with my own thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. to think about the negative things that I think about myself or negative things that have been said. And I think, like, it does lead a lot of people to, you know, do things that usually... Yeah, I know a lot of people who relapsed in terms of, like, self-harm or drugs or things related to that. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And, like, with mental health, it was really, like, a give and take. Like, if you if you decided not to go to school that day, it would either stress you out or make you feel good for that one day. Like, it's, with that virtual school, it was such, like, a balancing act that I know a lot of students had to do where they were, like, yeah, I'm going to sit through the school day, but I'm not going to learn anything, so the homework's going to be really hard for me. I'm going to stress out about it. Like, yeah. And it's not necessarily their fault because, like, really sitting in front of a monitor for, like, four to eight hours a day is, like, draining at a certain point. For doing that for five days a week for four to five, eight hours is insane. Sitting in front of your monitor just staring at teachers talking to avoid almost. It's, it's draining. And I know a lot of students who did, like, have to, like, give up like going to class like this one day a week or like who yeah who just didn't turn in homework and had to talk to this teacher personally yeah and I went through like similar things too where like one day you know I woke up and I was like man I need help like I have to change Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I personally you know last year was tough for a lot of us yeah. There was a lot of things going on, like the pandemic, mm-hmm. but there was also a lot of social just, justice movements, like Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, also what was happening in China with the concentration okay. camps, mm-hmm. and also what happened in Wuhan, right? I think so. Yeah. That's where it was. And the marches in, or the rallies in Mexico for women's rights. Yeah. It was a big year for social, so, social justice movements. Mm-hmm. I think like um, I was strugg- I've been struggling with like mental health stuff since I was a young kid and stuff. Yeah. And I think like seeing and hearing all these things like about the world that really like it changed a lot and it felt like it had a big impact on me and it's like it opened my eyes, you know, where it's like um, it it gave like such a bigger like platform and I think like a part of Black Lives Matter like was like the current environment of the pandemic and how everyone was feeling and. I think that changed things. I think that during the pandemic, it really brought out a lot of the issues that we had. Mm-hmm. Not simply in America, simply all over the world. Right. Because we had time to sit down at home mm-hmm. and look at the news, look at what was happening. Mm-hmm. And now that we're back at school, I feel like these problems are not being addressed as much or are not being looked at again because there's not people to address them. Mm-hmm. I personally know that. I really cared about the the concentration camps in China because I felt like that was very unethical to Muslim people. You yeah. know what I mean? I think like also like I think like the pandemic it emphasized so hard like the cultural divides between people and the class divides and like Jeff Bezos is getting richer and people are dying and yeah. right. people are racist against Asians. People are, are racist against black people and it's like mm-hmm. they're getting mistreated in hospitals and Asian people are getting hate crimed and it's like yeah it really just brings out the worst in people the pandemic really highlighted like the best things that we could recognize those issues and a lot of people could like speak out about them but also highlighted the fact that we did have to speak out about those issues mm-hmm. it's highlighted the worst and the best in like either in, in both America and the huge world that we live in I think um the thing about that though is also that we were just focusing on majorly the bad things mm-hmm. because like they say that Bad news is what sells, you know. For sure. People like it the most. It calls right. attention. So I think it really told on people to see that the world isn't getting better during the pandemic. It was just like downhill news, downhill news. I think right. they are problems that we should address, you know, because they are issues we still haven't had. But I think it's also important to, you know, sometimes give good news or things mm-hmm. like that or talk about good things that are going on in the world. 
Yeah, it's important to realize that, well, the world that we live in is really, really complicated and often terrible to a lot of the people who live in it. There are good things that can come out of speaking out against it and all of that type of stuff. There is good in, like, bringing attention to these issues and, like, really trying to change it for others to make their lives easier. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, with our generation, there's a lot of nihilism, a lot of, like, everything is awful, and there's nothing good in the world because we're so exposed to such terrible things and terrible things that terrible people do. And it's just, like, all, like it's important to realize, like, the world is well-rounded, you know? It's not all bad. It's not all good. Yep. So is there any social issues that you guys are very passionate about? Um, I think people need to recognize more class divide, which I think, like, with the pandemic, like, people have recognized that more. Like, going back to, like, Jeff Bezos, like, he's only gotten richer, like, and, like, he has all this money, and what is he doing with it, you know? He could literally solve world hunger if he He wanted to. He could literally pay, like, pay for world hunger to be over. I think the— He chooses not to. I think the problem with the class divide is that it's a thing that's never going to end. Because if you have enough money to pay off people that are making these laws or are, you know, I think the problem that could tax you, that's the problem with that. They just hold so much wealth right. today, though, it would be practically impossible to take it away from them. Right. They're just in such positions of power that. Right. And I think a major problem is like who keeps getting that money. I think that the type of people who keep getting rich, who keep getting wealthy are people who decide not to help others on purpose. Like, not necessarily, like, because they're bad people, which they kind of are, but it's because they think that they don't deserve it and stuff like that because they're like, well, I worked my way here when they worked their way up from a very different place from where other people currently are. The thing is that, like, there's really nothing you can do about it currently because, you know, you're just one person against an army of literally billionaires that Mm -hmm. don't want their money taken away from them and these people have the power to you know what do they call it lobby around lobby political lobbying yeah you have they got the power to do that so it's really an unstoppable thing you know Mm -hmm. i still am holding out hope for this generation at least or either a future generation to come around and do something about it at least to try i feel like a lot of people my age are uh, becoming a lot more open-minded against people who are using their money to not help people i think the thing about that is like there's always going to be bad people and there's always going to be good people but essentially it's who can put the pressure the most and you know it's always been the bad people putting the most pressure on because it's Mm -hmm. easier to be bad that's the thing that is also the thing it's harder to, like, want to help people. It's harder to, like, put in the time and effort to try to, like, want to help people to actively bring attention to issues. It's harder to do that. I think it's, like, easy to say, like, like oh, if I was a billionaire, I'd be such okay. a good person, which I feel like I would be, but, you know, money corrupts people. Right. It corrupts the mind. I feel like it depends on how you get that money is how you cor- get corrupted. I think that mm-hmm. if, like, if you get your money in, like, a hardworking way where it's, like, uh like a positive way i feel like it's easier to not be corrupted but if you get it in like a dark way that's not necessarily good for the environment or something like that it's yeah it's easier to be corrupted. you can only become so wealthy as like jeff bezos by exploiting others and right. arming others to get to that position. yeah that, that's what i'm also gonna say mm-hmm. there's very very little people people that achieve that amount of wealth right. with without just hurting being, people yeah i feel like what a lot of people especially our age want and like strive for is to help others and to like make the world 
like sustainable for itself because at this point is there any social issues that you disagree with um they're not a lot of social issues that we necessarily disagree with i conform to society i don't know i know that i definitely do like what it's not the social issues it's how people have back the social issues or how they interpreted the social issues because I know for Black Lives Matters, there was a lot of people that were saying, like, you don't care about other people. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And oh, also, like, all lives matter? Yeah. Like, and yeah. I also didn't like how there was many people in government being like, nope, that doesn't matter. Or, like, trying to use it to push an agenda. Being yeah. positive or negative, it's not a right thing to do either way to do that, you know? Yeah, like, I don't like how, you know, people were using movements like that to be performative, performative yes. activism, and using mm-hmm. it to exploit it for their own personal, like, gain. Right, like when people go there to take pictures and then leave. Yeah, like, like don't use yeah. this serious issue to make yourself, like, feel like a good person. Or when right. people post it, like, the little black square, but, like, really so never educated themselves. Or yeah. at least didn't post, like, links to charities, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Or just articles no to learn, you know? What I really didn't like about most social issues is that people love posting about it but not getting educated about it. Exactly. For example, you can talk about an issue, but you could be completely ignorant to it, just like what's happening in Israel and Palestine. Some people are saying, give the land to Palestine. Some saying, all right, let Israel keep it. And it's a tough issue because, to be be honest, you have to study that history of what's going on there to be able to speak your opinion on that. And I'm not educated to speak on that, so I'm not. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really don't like about many of the social issues today is that there's a lot of uneducated people speaking on issues you need to be educated for mm-hmm. there's issues that are human rights but there are also issues that are political rights and that's mm-hmm. a problem that we also need to acknowledge today mm-hmm. another problem is when people speak over others when they have no right to be doing that yes it's like it's obnoxious to see like people who have no idea what the actual like the actual struggle of being a minority or like something similar to that and they're like talking from like as if they are from that point of view it's it's frustrating sometimes it's like well not everyone sees it that way or maybe you should talk to this community first and see what they think and maybe raise their voices instead that type of thing yeah i agree with you i mean i think those are all the points that are to be made on that though unless someone else has something to say um i was gonna say like you know like I think this was a great conversation to have and I think it's important for like people to have connective conversations with others and really like like hear others opinions and hear others like thoughts yeah I agree with you and hopefully uh, the people listening or the parents listening that have young adults or whatever hope that you guys learned something or picked up something from us you know and I want to say thank you to you all for listening and I hope you guys enjoyed it and learned something have a good day bye bye Bye. (laughs) subscribe to the pathways to success podcast now and never miss an episode and don't forget to leave a review to learn more about what you've heard on the show today visit our website at cr-sdc.org that's cr-sdc.org